so fascinating. Yeah. Like, there's no asexual way to look or dress. It's an asexual demographic because people really think there's an asexual look because mm. apparently I don't fit it. Mm. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like the Queen's Speech, but with bigger crown jewels. Oh, oh. keeping it classy. Yeah. My name is Phoebe Lynch. <laughs> and I'm Miranda Gay. And what's happening today? Ooh, well, coming up, we are going to be talking to someone about sex, but not as you know it. Well, I don't know anything about sex, you know that. But, like, really not as I know it. Uh, My name's Yasmin Benoit, and I'm a model and asexuality activist from Reading. BB? Yeah? What do you think of when you hear the term asexuality? Um... Triple word score. <laughs> Some, I, I want to say a name, but I know he'll sue me. Um, someone who just isn't in sex, just, just doesn't give off sex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, give off sex is that, that's a, that's, you know I mean? that's quite the mental image you've given me there. <laughs> what are you like when you are giving off sex? Oh my God. It's like one of their mushrooms. It just goes, <laughs> oh, well, let's let's see if he has been Benoit an educator. <laughs> Yasmin Benoit, what a name! Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, congratulations! We have a new rule. Mm. It's an old rule. It's a rule we didn't have in place before, but it has so it has turned out to be. All our guests are beautiful. Yes, and now all our guests have to be beautiful, beautiful names. Yeah, <laughs> well done. <laughs> I mean, the Thank credit goes to us. my mom, really. Mummy yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Mommy> Benoit. <gasps> oh my god, oh, that is a ne- mummy Benoit. <laughs> you can have that, Yasmin. That's <laughs> what I can call her now. <laughs> I've got Yasmin's in my family. I've got an auntie Yasmin who spells it your name, and a sister Yasmin who pops on a little e at the end. That's cute. <laughs> I never. <laughs> I actually Ooh. rarely meet other Yasmins. Mm. Don't you tell I was in Edinburgh and there were like four Yasmins in one room. It was so creepy. That's, that's... the only time that's ever happened to well, me. Were there actually just mirrors in the room? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was actually like th- four other people there called Yasmin. It was really trippy, like in one room. It must be a popular name in Scotland or something. How did you even know the name of names of people in a room? Because it was like a conference. So people had like, you know, bigger oh, okay. stickers and stuff. Okay. And I thought, oh, you made four for me. And they're like, no, there's actually other Yasmins. <laughs> Here. And I was like, there's four Sticking other Yasmin's here. <laughs> that sounds, that's like, when does that ever happen? I mean, Paul Miranda is a really common name. Isn't it, it is. It Miranda. is. I know. I always say, look, when I'm doing a comedy night, I always say, because um, the, the MC will introduce me, please welcome Miranda. And I'm like, I'm really sorry just to let you know that I'm not the Miranda. <laughs> I'm just a Miranda. No, you we are just the, all look a bit like this. You are the Miranda. <laughs> but your conference, so this look, listen to this for a segue. Go so on. the conference that you're talking about oh. was on asexuality. Yeah, it was the uh, asexuality conference, the UK sexuality conference. So it was in Edinburgh this year and last year it was in London. So <laughs> you're joining us this week to talk about asexual awareness week. Yeah. See? Segue. <laughs> I'm honestly speechless. Thank you. What have you done with our Miranda? <laughs> <laughs> this Miranda. <laughs> 
swapped for a Miranda. What happens in the week? Um, whatever I kind of force people to make happen, really. Um, <laughs> Are you behind the week? It's your I week. Mean, it's not, I wasn't behind it. Like it had already been invented. But as to whether people acknowledge it depends on how much you annoy them into acknowledging it so that's kind of my approach is kind of being like hey you want to do something for sexual awareness week and then some people say yes and some ignore me and the ones who say yes then we get to do things so i've mainly been like um doing some podcasts and um writing an article and doing some like video stuff that will be released from via different platforms during asexual awareness week hopefully and when is the week 20th 20th to the 24th of october yeah or 27th for like because it's a week so it should be like all seven yeah i know i was a bit confused i got this off the website what is this is a really dumb question but i guess in there's a spectrum how would you define um asexuality well, it's pretty much um, an absence of sexual attraction or a lack of sexual attraction. So some asexual people don't feel it at all. Some feel it like a little bit, but like not very much. So it's a spectrum in that sense. But yeah, so it's pretty much like it's a sexual orientation where your orientation isn't oriented towards anybody. <laughs> it's kind of this, I don't know if that's a confusing way to put it or no, an easier but way is to put that, it. <laughs> so where does lack of libido meet that? Because it we're... doesn't really. It doesn't really overlap. I mean, libido doesn't really, at least from my asexual understanding, I've never correlated it with actually wanting to have sex with someone. Like when people ask, I'm always like, so I don't have a sexuality. It just isn't directed towards anyone. No one else needs to be involved. So like asexual people can still masturbate and all that kind of stuff successfully so it's it, this is brilliant <laughs> are you starting to feel like some feeling i've always got feeling it could be cystitis it could be anything else man this is extraordinary isn't it mm. is it go on miranda you're gonna say something no no, no. Well, well um so for anyone out there who has got no idea about asexuality but thinks they might be a little weird because they they like people, you know, they they have an attraction to people but they don't want to have sex with them. Is that how you would define it? Is, yeah, is that I mean because there's the... different types of attraction. Like lots of asexual people still experience what we say romantic re- attraction because mm. mm. romantic attraction and sexual attraction aren't necessarily like lined up. Mm. So you can still be interested in, you know, dating or cuddling or having a family with somebody or getting married. It's just the sexual part that isn't really part of the equation when did you become aware of this um for me i noticed when i was like nine so i was kind of early on in my life which saved me a lot of trouble um (laughs) (laughs) what form did that take was that because that's young yeah well i mean i it's around the same time as like it was like late primary school so it's kind of around the same time as like boys and girls would start talking about fancying each other or wanting to go out or like doing like that kind of thing just kind of i mean it's i mean kids are just they're just playing but they're kind of you know it's like hormones are kicking in they're kind of more Mm. interested trying to work that kind of stuff out and i was like "Eh, i don't get it (laughs) sheer ambivalence so she just like 
what are you guys doing? Like, when <laughs> girls would be like fighting each other in the cafeteria over boys, or everyone would be like, do you fancy him? Do you fancy him? It's like, we're just, I'm just trying to play, I'm just trying to skip. Yeah. I'm just trying to skip. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to I'm learn. Trying to skip and play with my Lego and read <laughs> Babysitter's Club and mind my own business. So I don't know why you guys are asking me these questions. And that's when I was kind of like, okay, something's going on with people right now, but I assume yeah. that will kick in for me. And it just didn't. And I didn't realize there was a word for it until I was like 15. Um, but still, it's still young enough to save me a lot of trouble, I think. <laughs> Are there any figures? Oh, in- what? Like statistics? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not very good statistics. So I think the latest statistic is that it's like 1% of the population, but that's 1% of people who know what asexuality is in order to identify with it in the first place. Mm. So I think it's probably more than that. Um. But even if it was 1%, they say 1% of the population is trans and that still gets a lot of attention. Mm. And 1% of the population is ginger and we all know ginger people. So, <laughs> I mean, so 1% isn't really that small, but I, I suspect say you're it's... something then. <laughs> what? Nothing against ginger people. I'm just saying, like, everyone knows a ginger person. So, like... <laughs> I'm plastic ginger, but that's only your hair dye. I love red hair. <laughs> Do you think there is enough attention? Like, what... Because we now have LGBTQIA, so mm. it's asexuality is now within the LGBTQ spectrum, mm-hmm. if that's the right word for it. Um, do you think there should be more attention drawn to it? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's in yeah, the name, yeah, people are slacking on it. Like people are sleeping on the A a lot. <laughs> People really don't like, and I think within the LGBT plus community, there's like this whole debate about whether we should be in it or not. There's kind of like this fear that we're going to go in and like ruin the party and say, stop holding hands, stop kissing each other, <laughs> stop having sex. And which is really not what asexual people are trying to that's do. But that's like, job. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call a Catholic. <laughs> That's the paranoia about it. It's like, and it's, and it's all just a lack of education about it. But like, I don't know, I guess just not enough platforms feel like it's necessary to really talk about it. Like there is always someone will be like making jokes about it or they'll be, I don't know, having their debates and never actually including asexual people in yes. the conversations yes. about asexuality. So mm. it's, there's a long way to go. What are the dangers of it not being included in these conversations? Well, if it's not included in, I mean, it's not entirely essential for it to be included in LGBT plus conversation, but it's like, if it's not included in that group, which is a group that's specifically about identities that are not heteronormative, that aren't straight, then you're kind of, then who else is really going to do it? Mm. Um, I think, and, and it does overlap, because as I said, lots of asexual people do still experience romantic attraction. So there are people who you would just look at and think, oh, well, they're gay, but they're what most people call homoromantic yeah. and asexual. So it overlaps with the LGBT community a lot. And it's like i know it just it complicates the uh, i feel like if you're having a conversation about sexuality and you leave asexuality out of it then you're having an incomplete conversation yeah totally in my opinion how's being asexual affected your life um i mean it it means i can't empathize with certain things that other people um think about a lot more often than i do um but that hasn't really been a big deal because I'm kind of weird in general. So like asexuality was never the weirdest <laughs> thing about me. So it was never, 
<laughs> it was never like a big issue. Like for some people, it's like a deep internal struggle. But for me, I was like, oh, sounds about right. Like, of course, I'd be asexual. That sounds exactly like the kind of thing I do. Um, <laughs> so it was never like that much of a big deal. It just kind of ended up. I ended up probably thinking about it more recently because I've ended up doing all this activism stuff. And so it's kind of became a bigger part of my life in the sense that I'm raising awareness for it. But in like my daily life, I'm just living quite normally. So, And one of the things that in your daily life is you're an alternative fashion and lingerie model. <laughs> Are and- you? Have you got any freebies? <laughs> I mean, brands give me freebies, but I can't really give (laughs) Come on, Yasmin, don't be like that. We're family, remember? (laughs) Oh, that was terrifying. I'm like the third Yasmin in your family. (laughs) (laughs) But do you find, because we were talking, um, do you find there's a conflict there? Like, do you ever get people saying, oh, you're asexual, so how can you look sexy wearing lingerie? Which, okay, I'm going to say this, but I think that's ridiculous anyway. <laughs> like, not you wearing lingerie, <laughs> you should wear lingerie till the cows come home. But, like, just do you find that people have a go at you for, for looking sexy? I mean, it definitely, co- I think it causes other people more confusion than yeah. it causes me. Mm. For me, it's just like, why wouldn't I wear a certain outfit? It'd be weird for me to like pick something up and be like, oh, sorry, asexual, got to put that down. Like, yeah. can't be wearing all these tight clothes or belly tops or whatever. Like, that would be weird to have an asexual dress code or for anyone's sexuality to determine what clothes they can wear. Yeah. So for me, it makes perfect sense for me to work with different kinds of designers um, as long as I'm comfortable with it. But I, whenever I do media stuff, it's always like, oh my God, look, she's asexual and she's dressed like this. Like, this makes no sense. And then just <laughs> encouraging people in the comments to say that I'm just faking it or something. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but if you do see the Instagram, if you, what, sorry, what's the Instagram feed? Mine um, yeah. is at the Yasmin Benoit. And if you see <laughs> at the Yasmin Benoit, sexy. Yeah, banging. <laughs> Absolutely banging. Like, if I'd be like, don't matter mm. what orientation. <laughs> I'd be like, it doesn't matter where I've got a couple of extra limbs, mate. Look at this. Can I ask a really basic question? Okay. And, oh, you say okay. And um, I mean, this is dumb as fuck, but I it, but it just came into my head. And this this even the the, um, the premise of it is bad and wrong, but it is I kind of think the truth. A lot of people get their affirmation from feeling like they are deemed to be sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's probably part of the reason why people find it hard to wrap your head around, like, why, especially as a woman, why I would do anything if I'm not trying to attract somebody. I think for some people, that's, like, kind of hard to compute. Like, you would assume that I'm dressing for somebody else. Which feels terrible, but there is some truth in all of that. And, yeah, so I think that's something that, like, I know people find it hard to to believe that I'm just I mean I think the thing is a modeling is like you're trying to sell a product like that's the point that's how that feels you're trying to sell the outfit so you're trying to make it look good so yeah you want you need to look good to make the outfit look good but if I'm like just dressing up to go out Mm. or something and I wear makeup or I do my hair or I'm wearing like I don't know shorts or belly top or something I'm not doing that to arouse random irrelevant men I'm just maybe it's a hot day or maybe i just like the outfit (laughs) so but yeah that is hard for some people to understand mm. it's this is how oh my god i can't are you in a relationship no do you want to be no at all (laughs) no have you um what even after seeing me (laughs) 
She is asexual. <laughs> I resisted. <laughs> I love that feeling though. Like I don't need to do this for I'm not doing it for any kind of sexual awareness for anyone, but you know, it's like could we just bottle that and give that to everyone? Because that is just complete like self-love. Mm. If you do something, it's because you want to do it just because you want to do it. I mean, that's actually incredibly empowering, isn't it? The deepest form of self-love, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cute way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I do think, yeah, I do think sometimes, like, I guess, um, because I'm asexual and I'm not interested in in dating or anything, um, sometimes when I see people who, like, they base so much of their self-worth on how sexually attractive they are and whether they're in a relationship and they're mm. like and if they're single or they don't feel like they're attracting people it like depresses them and I'm always like god that's that's so sad like I'm glad I don't have to deal with that but more people So where does just- your angst come from? Because we've come on <laughs> It's like what what do you worry about then? Um money (laughs) i'd love to have more money that would be great but it always annoys me that the world seems to be so turned towards you being in a couple like Mm. in order to afford a house Mm. you have to have two incomes in order to like have childcare or something two incomes everything seems to be revolve around being in a couple is there anything within asexuality where they where there's like a community thing for that or does it just does it just boil your piss well i mean there are Oh, that was um, a lovely expression. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, because like, there are aromantic people, which is the word for people who don't experience romantic attraction either in every sexuality. Yeah. So I guess there's like an aromantic community that overlaps everything, I guess. Um, but then there are those very sexual people who do still want romantic relationships. So they're kind of no less immune to that yeah. um, feeling. In fact, maybe they're even less immune to it because they then have to navigate the whole not being sexually attracted thing which for some people is like a deal breaker when it comes to yeah. relationships unless you're dating someone who's also asexual so yeah. but yeah i know i've always found it um just from my perspective being asexual and aromantic really weird how the world is so focused on building everything around what i think is the most fragile form of human relationships ever oh my god <laughs> I, I really do this but, <laughs> um, oh. i got a high five <laughs> Totally. <laughs> Romantic relationships are the most fragile type of relationships of yeah. all time. Yeah. So the fact that everything needs to be like based on that, like socially economically, is so awkward that way as well. Yeah. Whoa. I can't think of any other relationship that is as volatile or fragile as like romantic relationships are. Like family relationships or friendships tend to last longer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you don't feel like you're missing out. No, not really. I mean, as long as you have some kind of fulfilling relationships, like the issue of whether you're holding hands or a Facebook official or having sex does not really define a good relationship. So, or like a meaningful relationship. So I don't feel like I'm really missing out on it. I'm going to ask a really ignorant question. (laughs) Asexuality, is it, do you think it's something that you're born with it or is it something that can develop or is it a bit of both on that? massive spectrum i mean as an orientation i think most orientation i mean i guess there's always that debate of is it genetic is it environmental is it this or is that so it's probably a combination of factors but i mean based on my observations it seems to be like it's just it just happens like it's just Mm. i mean people would always ask like oh so like what happened to you like were you like molested do you have like a trauma do you have a hormone problem i was like i like 
I don't have anything. Like I don't have a that. reason. There's yeah. no reason. It just you know in like in everything. If there's um a famous person or there's some kind of profile, there's something that puts it out there and and throws a light on whatever the situation, whatever your um, scenario is. It kind of helps, doesn't it? That mm. I'm not alone. You know that that kind of feeling gives you mm. role models. Is there anyone? I mean, we, we, I don't want to don't out anyone, <laughs> you know, in terms of, you know, because that's up to them to, to say to say what they are. But who does the asexual community look to? I mean, I don't want to blow my own trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> she's okay. here, and <laughs> she's here. <laughs> Jasmine Benoit saying. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned I was asexual when I like in like late 2017. So I'd known I was asexual for years before that. I didn't think anyone would care. That's why I didn't really say anything. But when I did, that's kind of how I ended up doing all this stuff because people just like latched onto it because there wasn't really anyone with any kind of audience being open about it. And Mm. like, I don't know, like I kind of gained like all this like support and like these fans and people like kind of making me like this asexual figure which i hadn't really expected to happen (laughs) and then that kind of spiraled into all this just because there is like there isn't like you could think of like oh famous transgender people or famous gay people or like those kind of icons and the asexual community doesn't really have them i mean we have like i get there are other activists that people kind of look to like there's david j who was kind of like one of the main faces at least in america anyway but yeah there isn't really we don't really have that and i think that's kind of one of the reasons why the community kind of got so interested in what i'm doing and kind of kept encouraging me to do things and giving me the opportunity to do things did you have any um bad response from anyone not within the asexual community they were all surprisingly into it considering what about outside oh, yeah. Of oh outside yeah i mean <laughs> Every time, like, I've done things like with Sky News or even within LGBT things and there's always people being like, yeah, she's making it up or she's or just kind of saying violent, uh, (laughs) sexually aggressive comments or... I like I've heard every kind of thing anyone well, could like possibly what? say. Um well, like they'll turn you, they'll change you. Yeah, um <laughs> that I should get raped and deported and things oh, like that. God. Um people kind of coming up with all kinds of theories or saying I'm just looking for attention, I'm a mentally ill snowflake, all that kind of wow. stuff. Um so yeah, you get But I you don't know people are cunts. Yeah, I mean Excuse I kind you kind of expect it. Um but it is always really weird when like you're reading through like thousands of things and people like genuinely think these things like one thing I got quite a lot people like oh well she's probably just vegan and like like, so many people said it's because I'm vegan and I'm not vegan no I'm not vegan (laughs) that's what was so weird about it everyone was like well she's obviously it's just a vegan thing (laughs) not even Catholic I was like like, oh my god like all the meatballs in my fridge disagree (laughs) (laughs) so that's like a weirdly common (laughs) did you um, come out as asexual to your family first well, I mean, because I always, like, I never really wasn't asexual. So I never really, like, I never really had to have a conversation about it. Like, I, people always ask, like, oh, so, like, what did you say to, like, your mom? It's like, my mom would have found it weirder if I came home and said, hey, this is my boyfriend. She'd be like, what? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> like, like, that would be weirder at this point. Like, I guess it was always just such a consistent 
thing that I, we never really needed to kind of have a conversation about it. But I know I haven't really sat most of my family down. I think they're working it out, but like, <laughs> I don't think they know the logistics. I did say it to my dad and he asked me if I was a pedophile. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Again, another weird thing people tend to associate. They think if you're asexual, you're covering for some kind of perversion. Um, so he said, or am I attracted to inanimate objects? And I was like, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> neither of those things. Thank you. And we just, I, no, that never oh, came up again. <laughs> I was like, Let's just leave that there. Oh then. Thank God. you, Father. And that was a Father's Day we'll never forget. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that again. <laughs> shouldn't be the first thing that comes to your head um, <laughs> that is amazing like, just ask your teenage daughter if I was a pedophile <laughs> oh my was, like, god like did he at least say at darling did he kind of make it like a shit sandwich you no. know like, like, no. No, like, sweetheart no it was just like are you a pedophile <laughs> oh do you think I seem like a pedophile <laughs> do you think that's where this conversation is headed do you think that's what I'm really trying to say right now <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's another like unfortunate, one of the many weird asexual misconceptions is that you're just covering for some kind of deep issue <laughs> or that you're a psychopath is another one I've heard a few times that you're like, because people think that if you're not sexually attracted to people, you're not romantically attracted to people, then you probably lack in some kind of human empathy because right. that's the most human thing you could possibly do. So you're probably like a robot. It's kind but of as like we the, established earlier, it's also the most insane thing you can do. <laughs> Yeah, you got a Paul Hollywood handshake for that one. Yeah. Uh, to get a BB high five. <laughs> with um with your week, I know you said you've got like loads of people involved, but what specifically is going on and, and what do you want the aim what's the aim of it? What do you want people to take home from it? Well, I mean the things the things I've what have I been doing? I'm doing a thing with um Dish to Label, which is an anti bullying charity. So I was gonna do like an ask me anything thing with them so people can oh. like ask they'll ask their questions and I can yeah. like, you know answer them in a way that's hopefully helpful um i've got a video coming out with pink news is there any sort of commonalities where if we've got a little baby ace out there somewhere <laughs> is, is there any kind ace. of things yeah that's what that's a cute ace. abbreviation yeah that's the little ace. abbreviation <laughs> what's it will stand for ace no it's just because asexual so if you short it it becomes okay. ace. it's ace okay sure ace. <laughs> Do you think there's anything that little baby aces out there that they don't realise what asexual, asexuality is? Is there any kind of commonalities that you can say, oh, well, if you feel this about this or if you feel like this? Yeah, I mean, it's complicated because it's kind of like it's the lack of feeling rather than a feeling. Mm. Like I've always heard that asexuality is characterised more by like a lack of moments than a moment. Like that, like if you reach a certain point in your life and you're like this hasn't happened or I haven't felt this or I've never been this way inclined, then that's probably a hint. Like when, if you have to spend a lot of time trying to work out what sexual attraction means, that's kind of a hint. Uh. If you're, if you kind of have to sit there, like a lot of asexual people have done and be like, I don't get it. Like I don't get why we're doing it. I don't get what the feeling is. I don't get the drive. Like I understand it. That's yeah. kind of a hint. So yeah, it's more about just kind of noticing what you aren't feeling i guess <laughs> in comparison to everyone else is kind of like the main distinguishing thing because that's that's kind of the weird thing about asexuality is like it's it's more of an absence of something yeah and it's harder to describe what isn't happening <laughs> but what is like evident here is you'd imagine in the natural step is there's like a lack of passion but you're really passionate yeah well i mean there's different kinds of passion i mean 
sexual passion is kind of just like one type of like you can be so passionate it's not a level towards, of emotion you have emotion yeah. about anything else like you can be passionate about a lot of things you can be emotionally connected in different ways or i know i think in our society like i don't know kind of sexuality is kind of like the ultimate like pedestal of like i don't know feeling of euphoria of like it's like a huge goal of worth and, and like, that's why people feel like shit when they reach an age where apparently they're not they're not they don't have that yeah mm. and it's like you've totally got this sussed <laughs> you're gonna have the happiest life anyone <laughs> so it's weird because then and when you're asexual you're kind of living outside of that so i guess in a sense i mean for me i was always kind of like this is saving me trouble for some asexual people it's not that easy they feel like they are missing something mm. especially when society kind of likes to treat people like you're less human if they don't feel certain things yeah, yeah. Yeah. so for some people that's like kind of a struggle that comes with it but for me as an innate nonconformist anyway, I was like, okay, cool, this works. So how do people, if they are little aces mm-hmm. and they want support, how do they get hold of you or where do they go? Well, I mean, there is um, a pretty popular place is um, AVEN, which is the Asexual Visibility Education Network. So that website has like a really big forum, which is kind of like people's go-to space, like loads of that forum is people going, am I asexual? Can someone help me? Can someone tell me? Um and I, they recently put me on their board of directors for that. So kind of give them a shout Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> um, so that's quite a helpful place. I mean, there's like a whole Reddit, asexuality Reddit, or people can DM me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they can't. Don't, don't never get say that. I mean, I mean, no, don't like DM me like dick pics or something. <laughs> <laughs> you can DM me questions. <laughs> really asexual take a look at this (laughs) it's like that just made me more asexual thank you (laughs) (laughs) it was the hand (laughs) movie and of course you've got your own hashtag yes this is what an asexual looks like yeah this is what asexual looks like yeah so that's kind of like that's a helpful thing like i mean it just started just because i feel like it's easier to let the community represent themselves than to rely on the media to do it because when the media does it it tends not to do it very well Mm. um i think that's brilliant and it kind of gives the agency back and kind of shows how diverse the community is so i see people using that from like all over the place and then you kind of just get to see like what actual asexual people are like and that there's no asexual the second paul hollywood you're not getting two That's so fascinating. There's no asexual way to look or dress. It's an asexual demographic because people really think there's an asexual look Mm. because apparently I don't fit it. Mm. (laughs) So that's how I noticed that there's apparently like a very specific idea of how you're supposed to act and look and speak and move and everything. Stars. <laughs> I don't know if there's an asexual stars. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I feel like there's an asexual Griffin like house, like in Harry Potter. Like loads of asexual people <laughs> tend to be like Ravenclaws or Hufflepuffs. I've noticed. <laughs> I'm a Gryffindor though, but I've I noticed mean, that. I like... don't know what she's saying. I can see her mouth moving. <laughs> you don't. You don't know I'm Harry not, Potter. No, it's just. What it's... happened then? <laughs> you don't. Know? <laughs> oh my god! Please we, wind this up. Honestly, we can't. We can't go into Harry Potter around BB Lynch. She makes it violent. Oh my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in to talk to us about Asexuality Week. Uh, that is from, let's just say it's from the 20th of And let's just say that any week can be yeah, Asexuality every Week. week. For every me week. it is. I do this all the time. So for me this is every Thank week. Thank you for coming in. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> 
Oh my god, Yasmin got the BB Lynch Paul Hollywood handshake high five. She nearly got it twice. <laughs> she nearly got it twice. What did you think? I just thought that was so interesting and I'm really jealous because Yasmin Benoit, A, has the best name on earth mm. and B, it's going to be basically... Yasmin's asexual and aromantic. Yeah. Two, like, I hadn't, I'd never heard of aromantic, had you? No. And, um, which you could say is that's a recipe for a kind of a lonely life because you, you know, you're not, you're on your own. Well, hello. I'm that, but without being asexual and aromantic. So Yasmin's got the happy version of my life. I would say that she's got the, the, the all the contentment. You see, I'm looking, you're looking like glass half empty. Yeah. I'm look, but I see that. There's no like, glass. I haven't got a glass. <laughs> Unless you get to nick one from the canteen. <laughs> I see that as a life of contentment. Like, yeah. you're not always chasing after something. Yeah. You're not always, you know, and you don't have that kind of patriarchal thing of like oh do I have to look sexy do I you know it's it feels like that's such a that's a life in the moment you know yeah, the whole thing of living yes. the present and being in the moment and that is totally she's she's I mean I'm putting words into her mouth but it sounds like she's living every moment because she's not trying to get this yeah. or, or, or have that or even you know how many people are in relationships that are making them so miserable yeah. but because they're scared to get out of it or you know it's deemed a failure if you're not if you do get divorced when people say that I feel like a failure because I divorced I'm like you you got brave yeah you got out of it it sounds like Yasmin's not going to have to deal with any of that crap and while we're all dealing with that crap she's loving life she's going to be enjoying the events that are happening for Asexual yes. Awareness Week well done Miranda. from thank you not see bad. I'm learning from the 20th of October and if you want to know more about that then uh, you can google Yasmin Benoit or oh, there will be plenty of details on that lovely big thing that we call the internet <laughs> Can you tell I forgot the address there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or oh, BB's arse. Uh, my name is BB Lynch. I'm Miranda Cave. Um, also, if you have a sexy question, query, um, or there's someone you want us to talk to who you think would be fascinating, uh, please get in touch at info at sexpod.co.uk. And we will see you next week. <laughs> 